Blog Talk Radio. I want to welcome everybody to Vibe Time with Jerry. I hear an echo back there, so we'll fix that in a minute. Um, and StreamYard, because we're doing two things at one time. Welcome to the Paranormal Roundtable. But I have a couple of um, announcements I need to make before we get David Flowers and John Savage on the air with me, um, as far as taking them off of mute. On the 21st of May at the Cabin on 360, Holly Mullins and Dallas Adams are going to be coming out there to do, they're going to have a private investigation there, and they're also going to be doing a seance there. So if you haven't got your tickets for that event yet, please go to the Cabin on 360's page, and the event is listed along with a couple of other events that they're having out at the Cabin on 360. And as usual, y'all, if you want to know the current events or the current things that are coming up as far as paranormal adventures for people, go to John Stevens' website at www.virginiaparanormalevents.com or go to Virginia Paranormal Events on his Facebook page. So we have a lot to discuss in an hour, and that takes up a lot of time. So I'm going to take everybody off of me, and we're all going to be having some nice discussions. Paranormal Roundtable. Hello. 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 All right. How are we doing? Can you all hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. Can hear you. Okay. Let me check um, comments. I'm sure somebody will let me know if they can't hear us. I don't know where that static is coming from, as usual. And who's on? Alien. You hear it? Can y'all hear that static? Uh, no. I can. Okay. I don't know where it's coming from. I'll figure it out. I see my internet wants to act up figures. All right, let me see. I know it never fails. Might be the ghost playing with the show. Or at least someone's energy. Yeah, can't be mine. I'm I there. Done. How about you? Yeah, you you got your ass in, so you're safe. I don't know. Never know. 
They might come kidnap me today. <laughs> Gonna have to call you the Teletubby. I know Teletubbies. That works for me. So, what are some things that we wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah. Um, Hi, Vanessa. Hello? Hello? Okay, there you yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, what am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> It's my. I'm hearing something and it's static. Maybe it is my um, my aluminum something. Okay. I'll put it over there. Yeah, I, I hear no static. It's y'all are clear. Yeah, I hear it in the long. If anybody's watching the show on Facebook, can you post in the comment if everything's clear or can you if you're if you're hearing us clear, please? Because I keep hearing a little static. We'll see. Okay, I'll just start. Paradelia, can we talk about that, please? Because you know people get on my nerves. Me, me. Paul Shields and I are always laughing because people post all these beautiful pictures to include myself and. Look, it's a ghost in the window. Yeah. I did it last night. I'm like, look, look, there's a ghost right there. And then I get David Flowers telling me it's just a reflection. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's not a reflection. Let's go over that. Well, I mean, it's it's one of the downfalls of the paranormal. I mean, a lot of people take a photograph of something, like a window, for example, and you could have a reflection of the tree branch on the other on the outside, and people say, "Look, you know, I can see a face." It's the mind trying to make sense of an image and trying to make a picture out of it, and you can get that with you know ecto mist or smoke, um, or clouds or dust or dirty windows and grainy pictures. It's it's a common natural response that a person will have. Yeah, and we we get it all the time at the manor house that the guests will come up say, "Hey, look at this," and it's the light reflecting off the window, reflecting off of something else, or the street light. And some people might know know paradelia as, as matrixing, same thing. Mm-hmm. Mind yep. tricks on you. Who comes up with all these stupid definitions of everything? <laughs> like elementals, intelligent spirits, shadow figures, um, paradelia. I mean, who, who? Where does all that stuff come from? It's annoying. It's. I mean, you can get the same thing with the audio side of it. I mean, there was a TV show called, I think it was called Mind Games. And um, they did an experiment where they had this woman pronounce this word da, D-A. And she kept saying da, da, da. And after a minute, everyone heard her. Everyone thought she changed the word da to la. And it was the mind getting bored 
and then hearing something different, even though she never changed the word. So you can get that in the audio side. <laughs> I'm wearing this tomorrow. I dare you to say something. It's my new. It's my new cap. I'm gonna have to buy you one. <laughs> Better be the team colors, green and black. Okay. That way I can match. Okay. Well, tonight is beige. <laughs> I see that. I don't have a. I don't have a hat like that. I'll. I'll. I'll be out of place. I'll just stick with my UFO. Let me get my aliens. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a common common problem in the paranormal field is seeing something that's not really there. Yeah. Which brings me to our favorite subject of orbs. And the only reason why I keep bringing it up is because I keep getting sent all these pictures of of orbs, and then I have to tell people it's not. Oh, look, an orb. <laughs> yeah, my, my cat's sitting in my lap. If I pet her good enough, we'll get some long, elongated orbs. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, 99% of the photos out there, um, it's dust particles. It's moisture. It's cat dance. It's, it's something environmental. All right, all right. So, what about video? Like, how do you tell the difference? Because I get, I get sent a lot of videos in regards to that, also. <laughs> well, Dave and I were talking about that uh, Saturday with a video that he had, and in his video, it's just one anomaly that comes shooting out. Now, if it was something that was like dust related, you would see multiple anomalies going past the camera in the same direction, generally in the same direction, almost in the same speed, and sometimes it'll zigzag just a little. But if you're watching a video and you see looks like a snowstorm, that's not paranormal. That's dust coming from the vent or being stirred up in the environment and being moved by current. And like now, we went back and forth on that video. Yeah. And like I told Jerry, that if that that clip that we that I saw that she she caught, if that was the only clip I saw of the whole night, I would say that was a bug. But there's a bunch of other clips with a bunch of bugs, and every single bug is a random movement. Where that one just going straight and like it knows where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we may have just to let y'all know there might be some internet issues on the Streamyard end, but on the actual Blog Talk Studio, we are not having any lagging issues. So just you know, in case because I keep seeing the screens freeze, but just know that we're still moving solid on Blog Talk. Just so y'all know, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're still solid on blog. Blog talk. Streamyard is 
um, kicking out and all kinds of crap, which I don't understand why it keeps, why my internet keeps getting kicked out because I test it constantly and there's just constantly, um, every time I try to do something, there's something going on with this thing. Now I got to go back into well, the studio. Well, you just disappeared from stream. I think the alien. Yeah, I know I did. I'm back on. Or, or the orbs got you. There you go. Yeah, or the orbs got me. So. Yeah. You know, it's just I don't know what the problem is. I put booster pods in. It was supposed to boost the internet. It's right in the hallway. That's not doing anything. I don't, and I, and I personally think it's Streamyard because I don't have any other time, any other problems during the week when I'm when I'm on the internet trying to do something. No problems at all. As soon as I try to get on Streamyard um, and do a show and run Blog Talk, it's an issue. It might be a bandwidth problem. So, oh. yeah, <laughs> could be. But David had a really good question earlier. You wanted to talk about the difference between uh, ghost that's irritating and demonic? Yes. Yes, because I get people come up to me all the time, and they're saying, oh, this is this is a demon. I have a demon. What makes you think it's a demon? Because it, it might be, but demons are extremely rare. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say they don't happen because yeah, we we all know they do, but right. not every instance is a demon. That's not right. Have a pissed off ghost. So what what's the best way to to identify a demon versus a ghost? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think first of all we need to look at the definition of a demon. You know, what is a demon? Uh, and, and I'm just looking at it right now online. A demon is an evil spirit or a devil, especially one that is to possess some sort of person or a forceful, fearful, or skillful performer of a certain activity. Oh, that's a new one. Um I, I think with the word demon, we have. To, I think we have to be careful with it because that has a lot of religious overtones to it, especially with Christianity. Right, right. Um, all faiths recognize a quote unquote demon, as we would in Christianity with the Catholic Church and what have you. Um, I think with a demon, you're dealing with something that's more um, that's never been alive. I think it's an entity that really heavy in energy versus a, a ghost that's just annoying. That's just a total a-hole. I mean, it, it, it's a big difference. I mean, if if it's something demonic, you know, you're talking about possession, you're talking about changing in personality, um, you're talking about, you know, behavior changes, there's smells, there's odors that used to come with it. Where if you have a spirit that's just noisy or a ghost that's just noisy and irritable or irritating, then, you know, they're just knocking things around. Just a typical poltergeist situation. 
Yeah, but what do you do with people that allow, like, spirit to channel within them? What's those differences? Well, if somebody had well, a question like that. Well, let's, let's, let's go with the definition again. Okay, what's the definition of a spirit versus a ghost? Well, what's the definition between a spirit versus an entity? Good question. Again, we have to go back to the dictionary. Go ahead. Yeah, I think to all that is same. I've never, you know, I've myself personally, I've never broken them down, spirit, ghost. Uh, you know, I've just never done it that way. I've always just looked at them as one and the same, but evidently that's not right either. Well, I mean, uh, the way that I do it and when I explain to a client, and it's just easier for them to understand, a spirit is a soul that has passed on, crossed over, but has returned for whatever reason, okay? Where a ghost is a soul of a person that has left the body but never made that transition. So we're right. not See, I've, I've energy, always gone, gone by the belief that. Go ahead. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I've always gone by the belief that a spirit can be a ghost, but a ghost can't be a spirit. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like a, I can a non, yeah, like a, a residual. That's the ghost of a person, but it's not the spirit of a person. Where an intelligent. Yeah. That's still a ghost of a person, but it's also the spirit of the person. Yes. <laughs> Where with an intelligence, I mean, they have awareness of themselves to a point. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what, what to what degree they have an awareness to. But right. they have an awareness of themselves, maybe the environment, and maybe the people on the physical plane. Mm-hmm. And when, like you said, you know, with the uh, residue, I mean, that's just like an instant replay of past events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just keep talking. You're good. <laughs> just act like nothing is going on as I'm sitting here <laughs> connecting us. I'm connecting us to a hot spot. I think I'm going to have to start using that every Tuesday, my hot spot, because it seems to work a lot better than my actual Internet that I pay God knows how much for. All right. There we go. So, so the, the best way to tell the difference between a demon and a pissed-off ghost, it, it sounds to me more like it's, it's a smell. Okay, with a demon, you usually have a smell. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some similarities between the two. I mean, like physical attacks, scratches, um, and things like that. So, but when it comes to the smell, I mean, if it's like a, I don't want to say sulfur, because that's, um, that's like a cliche when it comes to demons. But there's like a, a, a bad rotting smell. Um, that's a sign right there. Again, if you start being possessed and talking in different languages or talking in tongues. Again, if we're going to go in with the Christianity version, 
I mean, that's a sign right there. But I do find it interesting that the demons can only speak Latin. That is interesting. Why is that? Yeah. Speaking. Maybe they didn't get hooked on phonics. I I don't know. Could be. But that is interesting, yeah, that, though. Yeah. That that I, that's the first I've heard that. I, I don't have it. I have zero experience with demons. Thank God. Yeah. All right. I mean, so, so the I, the shapeshifter people, the you know, the spirit that can change from like a ball of, let's say, like a little bit of black smoke, and they sh- they shift into something else, slithering along a wall, and then they manifest into a person. Wouldn't that not like those shape? What is it called? Shapeshifter. I mean, are, are you talking about someone seeing like some sort of ecto mist, and it's it goes from a mist to a solid? I ha- I've had that happen to me. That's why I'm asking that question. I just don't remember anything from the incident. I got it on a record, which I won't listen to. <laughs> I mean, I've but it did. Heard of a shapeshifter. Yeah, it went from a it went from black mist to leather. And there were other people in there watching it. So keep in mind, hi, Steve. It wasn't just me. I was with like six other investigators. And then it went from that to manifesting in front of me as a solid. And then they took me over and then I don't... I mean, it could be just the entity trying to get its act together, so to speak. You know, going from a, a mist to a solid trying to manifest itself, trying to pull energy from the environment. But I, I don't think it's, it would be a shapeshifter, you know, kind of like going from a ghost to, you know, uh, a snake or a horse or a TV stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't necessarily think Figure that's something that. demonic. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out if that was demonic or not. No, I, I I think that if it's something was demonic, you would know. I wouldn't because I don't remember anything. But then again, you know, you will see things, you know, different cultures, you know, will have different ideas. I mean, I know back in Minnesota, um, we were friends with a lot of good people from the reservation, and they would talk about entities that were earthbound, or nature bound, and they were able to change their appearance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve White uh, said the Native Americans totally believe in shape shifting. Yep, they do. They do. I've never seen it. I mean, I've seen a mist go into a an apparition form real quick, but I've never seen anything that's changing into like an animal or or anything like that. Well, I don't know what it changed into. When I got there, it was a black swirl of smoke, and I kept watching it go around the room. And I'm like, I'm, you know, it it was enough to where I could see what it was. And I was I was telling him, I'm like, you know what? I just keep seeing this like smoke mist, like 
and then after they staged part of the house or they were cleansing one part of the door, I seen it sliver back into this patio door because they were, you know, doing things around the patio door trying to clear the house out, and it it came back into the patio door and slithered along the wall, and you could see it slithering like a little snake. It wasn't a snake, but that's how it moved. If I had to describe it, that's how I would describe it, and it would and it was hiding behind. But and it was able, it was strong enough where it was able to manipulate the temperature of the room. Um, it was strong enough to make me tired, and then it was strong enough to push my head down into my chest and sit in me. And then I don't remember anything. It was a very strong spirit. And see, I just yeah, named it. And I and I like I said that on record, so it's not like I don't have what I'm talking about. Right. I do have to it. Me that I just sound like a demon, not a spirit. Well, yeah, my whole voice altered, my whole eye color changed, everything changed. My sister was sitting right there, freaking out. But you know, that's what happens when you channel too. Yeah, and I wasn't. What I wasn't even trying to do that. I was just. I was sitting there actually at that time, if I remember correctly, I was getting ready to eat me a piece of candy. I was I was eating me some chocolate. <laughs> we were all just all sitting in the room talking, and then all of a sudden it got got cold, real cold. It was very interesting. Yeah, that almost sounds like a forceful channel. Yeah, it be. You know, that that would be that would be considered a possession. Yeah. It was very interesting. It was an interesting possession, I can tell you that. <laughs> Sounds spooky. Yeah. Like I said, I have it on record. I won't listen to it. I have it, and I, I just won't. I don't want to channel it back, so that's why I don't listen to it. It's in the deep depths of my recordings. <laughs> I just don't remember anything. Did anybody else see anything? They were too busy working on me. But as far as the sliver and as far as the smoke, yes. Because initially it was running from us, from one room to another, and you could see where it was going, and they were trying to snuff it out. And I guess they thought that they had snuffed it out at the patio door, but as soon as they as soon as they did that crack, you know, they cracked open the patio door, it just slithered right back right back in. Oh, yeah, the only thing I can think of is that, you know, they, that spirit may have picked up, okay, she can see me, because, you know, they do that to you sometimes. You know, people laugh at that, but they, with me, they will say, oh, so you can, you can hear me. That was my reading today, you can hear me, and the man was so excited, he was talking so fast, <clears throat> you know, I couldn't, I was trying to slow him down, but he was excited, and he wouldn't let anybody else talk with this young lady I had today. I'm just wondering if it was like, oh, you can see me, so let me do this. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, it could be that he, that person, that entity was so excited that you could, you're acknowledging him or it, and it's just like, okay, you know what, I'm going to go to the next level. Yeah. I wonder that sometimes. I mean, I mean that, that was in violation of your personal space and of your body. Totally out of bounds. 
Definitely. Definitely. Now today was okay because today I was like, okay, you got your permission to, to give messages, but, you know, of course they don't have permission to step inside me. Um, right. You know, they just they just don't. And uh, But I'll, I'll welcome any messages. And so, and, and she, you know, ended up messaging me back and, say, and validating everything because I let people, when they do my sessions, I let them all record their sessions. I have nothing to hide. Record away. Let's see, you know, all right, Steve White, you know we were talking about this today, who comes up with all these different paranormal theories. I know a lot of it has to do with paranormal research coming from different individuals. It can vary confusing when talking about shadow people, poltergeist energy, and so on. Everything we know is basically based off of a theory. Yeah, I get confused with all the little, you know, when people say, is that elemental? And I'm like, what the hell is that? Because in my, I just, I see dead people. I talk to them. I don't look at it as, okay, this is an intelligent spirit. This is a shadow figure. This is an elemental. This is that. I just know that they're talking to me. And I don't try to break down what it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you do the same thing. I mean, you're able to communicate like I am, but I'm like, and, you know, the longest time I didn't even know it was they were considered residual hauntings. I would see imprints of stuff, and I would see things going back and forth, and I'm like, oh, well, he's not going to talk to me. He's just going to be doing his job. And But I never associated that with what the actual definition was in a dead person walking back and forth. I think that's one of the problems with the paranormal field is there are so many different definitions out there for the same thing. That it's confusing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very confusing. I'm gonna get my shirt that yeah. says "I see people, not elementals, not shadow figures, not this, not that," and put it all down there and say, "Don't confuse me." <laughs> I'm a blonde. I get confused easy. <laughs> well, that's just a given. <laughs> Don't call me dizzy for nothing. True. I'll own that. Not going to say it. Not going to say it. I'll say it because I need a know Anita somewhere along the lines back there, and she'll probably crack you in the back of your head. <laughs> she's nodding her head. She goes, yep. Yeah. And she's doing this. She loves me. She loves me probably more than you, so, you know. Hold <laughs> you. Yeah. Hey, John. John, yes. are you a doubter? Yes, yes I can. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next time you come out to the manor house, we're gonna. I want to test something. Okay. As Jerry and I think we found Mr. Tolliver's grave last night. Interesting. Yeah. And we're not going to tell you where we think it is. We want you to go out and see if you can find it. In fact, Anita just yelled, she'll come out too. Yeah, come okay. on out. Just don't do it on the 14th because I won't be there. Perfect time just to do confused. it. Oh, well, y'all can do it on the 14th. Yeah, go for it. 
But then I'll miss seeing Anita. I don't care about John Savage. You know, I want to see Anita. Sorry, John. Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> uh, you just yeah, last night, Jerry and I. Yeah, last night, Jerry and I, we broke out the dowsing rods. We yeah. We walked through the the tennis court area. Our rods, they were crossing at the same time. And then I said, yeah. let's go see if we can find Mr. Tolliver's grave. Yeah. And we walked walked over by Eliza's grave and just she did it she she did it her way, I did it my way and but we just kept everything in our heads and we ended up at the same spot. Interesting. It was very interesting. Yes, Steve, I know there's I, I know a lady that I don't know her personally, but I I know of a lady that douses for graves, but she doesn't do that anymore. So it's unfortunate because she was really good. See, I never I never douse for graves before. That's that's something different. I mean, I can yeah. try. I'd be willing to try that. Yeah. The way I see it, it's dowsing for a grave is like dowsing for anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just have to change your mindset. Instead of looking for water, you're looking for a dead person. So were you were you putting the intent out of finding just that one person? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, first, well, first I, I, to start, we're we're just looking for graves. Right. Yeah. And then then they were across. We had end up with the same answers. Then I said, okay, let's find. Mr. Tolliver, that one specific grave, and we ended up at the same location. Hmm. <clears throat> that would be interesting to see. Yeah, we yeah. can definitely give that a try. Yeah. It was interesting that we ended up at the same location. There I am. There we go. I Do you have that written? Oh. There we go. Um so. Yeah, let's give that a try. I'm I'm curious. Well if, if you're, when you're coming out on a Saturday Kate. Unless you come by yourself because if, if Anita's coming then you can't come. I mean, you have to come with Anita, but I won't be there on the 14th. I won't be back there until the 24th, 21st. I'll be there during the week as far as a Saturday. She'll see what she can do. Yeah, don't don't come without her, or you can just stay at home. Yes, ma'am. Okay, wow, that was forceful. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah, well, you know where your lot in life is. It is what it is. <laughs> you know what? what I, you know what I just thought of? If if you did dowsing for the graves, it would be neat to do like an, a map overlay of the back area where the tennis court is and everything, and just walk and have someone with the dowsing rods mark where the graves are and mark it on the on the sheet or on the paper 
and then look at it when you're done and see if there's like a spacing, unless they did a mass grade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that 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 is a really good idea. And last mm-hmm. night, at least with mine, I, my rods they would cross. I would take a few steps, they'd straighten back out. Take a mm-hmm. few steps, they'd cross, they'd straight straighten back out. Yeah, I kind of drew mine. Wait, I don't know how to hold the book up. Ugh. Right somewhere down there. Where those, see those little boxes? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, because that's what I was being shown. You know, when you start doing stuff like that, you get shown certain things. And, I mean, that's just intuitively, you know, when I, because when I'm dousing, sometimes I'll, I'll, I keep my eyes closed because I'm right here. And that's what, almost like a picture back in time. Whole body, whole body. It wasn't like one big hole, and let's dump all the bodies in there. But I'm going to shut that up because y'all have to come out here and do it. I don't want to say too much about it. Yeah, don't, no, no more. Don't say too much. I mean, you could almost bring like a handheld GPS or use GPS on the phone and mark it. I have that where you can set stuff up on a phone. Like, do they have an app for something like that? Oh, God, yeah. I'm pretty sure they do. They got an app for everything. Well, what would it what would it be considered then? Huh? They have an app for everything except common sense. <laughs> I was trying to see if they had like a, I don't know, a grave marking app or, but I can't no, get I'm, internet. I mean, all you really need to do is just get a piece of paper and a phone that has a GPS coordinates and you just mark it with the GPS and then you just overlay it on like Google map or something. Got that David Flowers, you're the techie person on that. Hey, I'm going to write that down. I might be the techie person, but I'm only as, I can remember as far as I can write. <laughs> so it's kind of like a Jeep. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like coordinates and a grid map. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got a grid. Here's one for for you. Okay. So, I was talking to David about this. So, online, I saw something about a boot camp. For kids. Oh, you mean the one in C? I think so. I, it, it's something I saw on Facebook. Yeah, it's probably um, Jody Nettles' SOS um, boot camp for kids and ghost hunting. Yeah. I personally think that's a bad idea for kids.
on many different levels. I mean, first of all, I, I, I don't know what the age group that was for. So, you know, I mean, if it's for teenagers and stuff, I mean, kids are very... I think it is. Yeah, I think it is, and I think their parents, they have full permission, and it's a day... Um, I'll go in there and I'll tell you, because she talks about it all the time. It's a SOS Team Paranormal Group Camp. Okay. Mm-hmm. Teens, and they go to a different place. It's not something where they, um, like, stay overnight at a location or something like that. They go during the day, and it's like their parents, I guess, pick them up every day. See, here, here's here's my issue. I mean, it's bad enough as adults. You know, we're dealing with something that even we can't protect ourselves from from time to time. Right. And we can influence. Now you're going to bring kids who have a higher energy level to a haunted situation and have them interact with a spirit? I mean, that's, to me, that's dangerous. You're, you're asking for trouble. You're asking for a spirit to latch onto these kids. I mean, kids... Unless the parent is has been doing the paranormal, they shouldn't be messing with it. Too young to too influenced at that at that age. Now, once they hit eighteen, nineteen, twenty, you know they they have a good understanding. You know what the paranormal might be. Right, right. You know it's it's you can tell them, hey, this is what can happen. But younger kids, I I think that's a really bad idea, and it's. It's something that it's irresponsible to do for kids. That, that put them in a situation and to teach them how to ghost hunt. We don't. We have adults who can't even do that correctly. Yeah, and so plus, uh, plus, uh, um, the teenage girls going through puberty. That's the biggest magnet there is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and teenage plus, you girl know, you, being one. Yeah, teenage girl being one, and then the throwing puberty into it, the, all those extra hormones going into it. Yeah, it's yeah. They're just they're they're walking the EMF pump. And plus, you know, now now you're going to teach these kids. You know, okay, you can go to a haunted location, and here's the tools. That's, that's, that's still dangerous because they really don't understand what they're looking for. I mean, yeah, you can give them a recorder and say, hey, here's how you do an EVP session. Right. But you're not, teach, you're not teaching them the basics, you know, how to do it correctly. And now these kids are going to go, hey, I can become a ghost hunter. Let me go to the local cemetery. And right. You know kids in this day and age, they're not responsible. They don't have self-respect for themselves or other people's property, and we want to let them loose to do so-called ghost investigations? Bad idea. I mean, there's... And if I was a parent, I wouldn't let my kid go. I mean, the paranormal is not a a game. It's not a TV show. It's not... A sideshow. It's not a freak show. It's not a circus. It's something that's real, and it does have consequences if you don't do it correctly. Well, that's why we um, talk about 
like David and I talk about certain things, certain signs, you got to know what to look for, you know, in changes even in an adult. Right. Especially but an adult. Are, are, these, uh, are these kids going to be taught that? Who's going to watch you know, over the kids? I don't know because I'm not, I'm not there. I just know that, I mean, I've taken my kids to haunted locations. Oh, yeah, I've taken my, my daughter here, you know, but it's under my supervision. And, and us being professionals in this field, we know what to do. We, we know what mm-hmm. to look for. We know when to stop what we're doing. Right. But these families, they don't I, have an idea. Right. And I think it goes, I think with her camp, it goes beyond, it goes a little bit beyond that. There's a lot of people that come from the paranormal field, like Ghost Brothers, for instance, and they'll sit down and they'll talk to the kids. Um, She'll have Reiki masters come out. She'll have different psychic mediums come out and talk to the kids about their abilities because some of these kids um, have abilities to communicate and they're confused and don't know how to use those either. I mean, I work with kids all the time that have that as far as one-on-one. You know, but I think it goes a little bit beyond just the let's go paranormal ghost hunting. I'd have to get Jody on the show, Jody Nettles, because yeah. it's her. I would have to get her on the show for her to break it down. Yeah, like I said, you know, again, this it, I'm looking at it from an investigator point of view and from a parent point of view. I mean, you brought up a valid point. You know, kids can see spirits because their energy is a lot lighter than us. They haven't really been polluted by society and not to believe. But if you start, if you take a kid to a camp like this and say, you know what, you have special abilities, you can see ghosts and everything and everything else, and then you send them home, you know, they're going to go, hey, I can talk to dead people. Let's right. go to a local cemetery or let's go, you know, to a place that's haunted or something unsupervised and there's no one there to protect them and to watch them while they're using their their abilities. So now they're going to put themselves in a situation which is harmful for them both physically and spiritually. Right. But it's almost on the same, on the flip side of that, it's almost like, um, I think that she does teach them certain things as far as what Mm -hmm. certain things to look for. Because you know just as well as I do that kids are going to go. What if they What if they go out there on their own without any knowledge, being armed whatsoever? I get kids all the time okay. that come to Reiki that have these same abilities that I have, and my job is to teach them how to become in tune with themselves. Now, what they do, unfortunately, when they leave my office, is a whole different thing. But I know that I can, you know, because they're confused. I, I grew up confused with my abilities and felt so alone as if I just I was just alone in the world, you know, because that stuff was taboo and you didn't talk about it. So the kids that come to me now, and I have several, mm-hmm. I don't want them to feel like they're alone. But I also try to teach them to safeguard themselves too and not to be not to put themselves in that those situations don't right. go and do things by yourself david and i was talking about it last night you know if something happens to me what what is he going to do if if my demeanor changes or he his demeanor changes what is our plan for that because it hasn't happened yet but what happens if it does what is our plan set up for that 
exactly. But the word the, the other the other side of this of this camp is the legal side. Mm-hmm. Let's just say bike and a kid goes to it. Okay, they have special abilities, yada yada. They go to a cemetery. They use their abilities. Something happens. I guarantee you, in this day and age, that family's going to go. I'm going to go sue that person because mm-hmm. they taught my kid how to do something mm-hmm. that. Unsafe. So now right. we've got the legal side of it kicking in, and you know, then that's going to make what we do as as paranormal investigators even harder because we're going to look be looked at as, oh, you know, they're teaching young kids how to go to talk to dead people and ghosts, and these kids are being affected. Right. You know what? But, you know, I, no. I, 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 I there's just a lot of yeah. For me, I, I think. It's it's inappropriate at that age. I mean, if they're 17, 18, 19, okay, I can run with that. Mm-hmm. But when they're like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I don't, think, I don't think she takes them that young like that. Um, let me get to Steve's question real quick. He said, um, question for anybody going on a haunted location, do you think that somebody's personal mindset can have a lot to do with the results? Um, results you might be meaning... You might get meaning people going in with good attitudes versus people that might be depressed or other people going with a bad attitude. I think the mind, I think the mindset plays a big part in stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can't go to certain you can't go to certain locations with a shitty mindset, or they'll pick up on that, <laughs> and you're screwed. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you go to an investigation and, and you're or a haunted location and you're in a bad mood yeah. to begin with, I mean that that can that can influence you and the investigation itself. You know, like attracts like. Yeah, that's true. You know, or if, right. you know, if you're depressed, that might open you up for something that's not so nice. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, if you're depressed and you come and you're at a place that's haunted, I mean, like you just said, you can be influenced by that. Right. I have found the chipper, the group, the better the evidence. Yeah, that's true. I would, I would, I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, if you go in and and everyone's in a positive mood and everyone's enjoying themselves. They're not afraid. They're really into it. I, I think you get better results versus going in with a bad attitude, because that's going to bleed over to the team that you're with too. Yeah, I agree with. People are going to pick up on that. Debbie Downer. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'll tell you what the group that we had this weekend, and they they were female women that I did not know, um, but we grounded very well. We did some really good grounding prayers. Everybody had a positive attitude. Everybody's energy was high. Nobody was like, you know, or nobody was a Debbie Downer. And everything went very well. Um, one team got really good evidence on some things. You know, it mm-hmm. just, it just, well, the vibe was there. The positive energy was there. 
Um, like I said, there was nobody there that was depressed. There was nobody there that was moody. Everybody just it just everybody just clicked and it just went very well to the point. I didn't even you know how you're at an event like that. You're overnight. You come home. You might have a paranormal hangover or whatever. I don't even I didn't even get any anything like that. I mean I was tired of course because I was out of my you know schedule. But it wasn't one mm-hmm. of these. Oh, God, I got my head, oh, you know, I need to stay in bed all day. It wasn't that type of stuff, and I think that the prayers and the positive attitudes played a very big part in that. <clears throat> well, I think that plays a part in every investigation. If you're, even if you're doing a private residence investigation, yeah. if you can get the clients to settle down and not be afraid and look at it with a positive note and even with humor, I, I think that helps the situation. That, that helps the haunting. Yeah. Yeah, Shayla said she loved the pictures from the cabin event in Kimberly. I can feel the atmosphere change. I can, too. In a second, I'll tell somebody if I feel an energy shift, I'll be like, I'm feeling the energy shift because the reading that I did today, it went from this person that was so excited to somebody else and I'm like oh I don't you know I don't know who this one is so you know you can feel the different shifts in energy and I'm sure that y'all can pick up on that too energy shifts yep mm-hmm. no <laughs> besides you I, I well, feel what, what I keep telling him if he hangs around me long enough he's going to turn into my metaphysical fairy It's a very slow process. <laughs> Come to the dark side. We have cookies. Yes. Come. Come. I hope nobody I went to high school with is watching this or listening to this. A metaphysical fairy. Yeah, you're going to be a yeah. metaphysical fairy. Bing. Yeah. Is that a, is that a new gender class now? Yes, it's my new gender class, it is. And David Flowers is my first student. Metaphysical theory. Yes. You'll be all right. Good God. (laughs) Boy, we're not going to let that one go. Yeah, let's let that one go. No, we're not. (laughs) Yeah, okay. That'll be, what, the fifth time I've been fired now? I mean, I've, you know, botched the tour. I'm good. (laughs) I keep keep coming back. Kind of like a bad penny. Or a residue haunting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll come back and haunt you. Better watch out. See, we got about four minutes left. There was there was one topic I know that you wanted to discuss, but now I don't remember what it was. John Savage. At five minutes and five minutes or four minutes and fifty four seconds left. Shiny penny, that's right. I'm 
I find those every day. I don't remember what it was. I should have written it down, but you know what? It's probably with that particular topic that would probably that is probably probably have to save it for like when we do our our next paranormal roundtable because it was an interesting topic. And earlier, I tried to go back up into the messages and find it, and I couldn't find what, it. Was it the skull experiment? Was that it? Yeah. No, no, it was it was that, but it was something else. I'll have to go back in and look because we've got – we don't have too much time before Ryan has to get on the air, and I guess I'll just write it down. It was that, but it, there was something else too, and now I can't remember what it was. And you just put it in there, or did we talk about it already? I didn't think we I did. I remember with uh, uh, demons versus ghosts and – Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that was the other one was um the skull experiment or whatever you said it was up at the top. I got to go look at the other part of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Old age is kicking in again. I'm having a senior citizen moment. I can't say you're having a block because yeah. You know, let, let me put my tinfoil tiara back on, and maybe it'll help me. <laughs> All right, if we beam together, you might be able to remember something. Hold on, put it on quick, quick. quick. You need hey, to fix your hat. Are we remembering? Yeah, I remember that um, Kimberly put down the skull experiment. Yeah, yeah, I'm that was it. That, that was. Yeah. But that we can't even get we can't even begin to get into that topic at two minutes and five seconds left because it's going to start doing a countdown and I'm going to be kicked off, or I got to kick myself off. <laughs> myself off of blog talk. So what do you guys real quick, what do you guys got coming up for your um your tours? David Flowers? Yeah. Got the tours Monday, Wednesdays and Saturdays at nine PM. You can um you cannot call in for the tickets. You have to actually go to the activities desk. $15 a piece, so they'll sell you a ticket all the way up to showtime. Wow. And then as far as... The address is 3601-Ironbound Road, Williamsburg. And I highly recommend it. It's, it's a good place. Thanks, P3. 59 seconds. We got... um. Uh, can you talk about the private investigations there too, real quick, please? Yeah, yeah. If you if you want to do a private investigation, it's two hundred and fifty dollars for up to five people. Then it's fifty dollars a person after that. And if you do a Friday night, that's your, probably your best night. You'll get from seven seven p.m. to two a.m. It's worth it. Yeah. 
All right, let me um let me hang up hang up on blog talk real quick and let Ryan go ahead and start his episode. I appreciate everybody on the air that's on the switchboard that tuned into Vibe Time with Jerry and I'll see y'all next week with So Royal. I'm unique and hopefully she don't kill the show. We'll see. So I'm gonna end my episode and just go right into StreamYard. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
hello and welcome to the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show. Well, that's weird. I usually say hello to all you freaks out there. This is Ryan. But I did, did something a little different this time. Wow. Mm, that came out of nowhere. Taking a sip out of coffee from my Spirit Seekers of Virginia coffee mug. Decaf coffee because I don't want to be up all night. But I probably will be up all night anyways because that's what happens when I do the show. I usually stay up all night. Well, at least later than later than I usually stay up, I should say. Have a hard time, uh, you know, calming down after after doing this show. So happy Paranormal Day, National Paranormal Day, not local Paranormal Day, National. So I thought, what better way to celebrate National Paranormal Day than to talk paranormal? I mean, that seems like a good plan to me. Rick, what's up, man? How are you? Happy National Paranormal Day. Not to be confused with National Ghost Hunting Day, which is in September. That's when we have the world's largest ghost hunt. But National Paranormal Day, since they're not the cabin right now investigating, I figured, you know what? Let's chat about the paranormal. Just, you know, happy accident that the National Paranormal Day happened to be on a Tuesday when my show is scheduled anyways. So that works out pretty well for me tonight, seeing as we're talking to Middletown Paranormal Investigations. So I'm excited about uh, excited to talk to them tonight about their uh, paranormal adventures and all the stuff they've uh, done in the paranormal. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, put them on the ship because I really don't have much to talk about, you know? Oh, I took, we took Archie to the hospital yesterday, screaming about his penis hurting. Uh, well, let's rewind. Okay, he woke up and had to pee, okay? So he goes to pee, but he couldn't pee because he has so much crap in his stomach that is preventing him from, from using, it was preventing him from using the bathroom. So he was just completely miserable all morning long, and he was like, I need something. So he kept telling Angie to rub put the diaper or, like, some rash cream on his penis because it's, I don't know, maybe it helped take his mind off the pain that he was dealing with, but if anybody here knows the feeling of having to pee but not being able to, it's not a fun feeling. Not fun at all. So, took him to the hospital. Uh, they gave him, gave him an enema and uh, loosened the stool up, and uh, unfortunately, it has not helped. Um, he's still not pooed at all. I mean... Not even like a little like stain on the bottom of the diaper. Nothing has come out. So Angie goes back to work tomorrow. So you can pretty much guarantee that is when the flood floodgates are going to open, and there's going to be sh- shit everywhere because I'm the one dealing with it. That's exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to it's going to come. It's going to and it's going to be like. Chocolate factory coming out of his butt, only because I'm the only one here. So I look forward to that tomorrow. But so that's what's going on with me. Just drinking coffee, think about my son's shit. What's going? So let's get let's uh let's start let's start the paranormal talk. 
I'm excited about this. Let's go ahead and put them on the show. Middletown Paranormal Investigations. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hello. How are you? We're great. How are you? Happy National Paranormal Day. Yeah. You know what? I didn't realize it was Paranormal Day until I looked at Facebook this morning. So I was like, oh, crap. Me either. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think you think we'd be more prepared for something like this? This is our day. We should have, like, you know, T-shirts and, like, sing Paranormal carols and, you know, put the ghost hunting tree up. But no, that's like, oh, yeah. Or some right. cobwebs, Send, at least. Oh, yeah. Send each other paranormal cards and shit. But no, no. <laughs> it's really, I'm glad that, that the show ended up being on this day to be like, I totally planned this to happen on <laughs> National Paranormal Day. You know? <laughs> well, that's, good, that's good planning. Yeah, ex- man, you know what? I'm on top of things. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I'm going to let each of you guys introduce yourself, and uh, and each one to tell, tell, you, tell us a little about how you, how you got started in, in the paranormal. <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. Yeah. Well, I'm Ronnie Rickard. Uh, Shayla, my wife, my son, Robbie, is also a member of the team. He's not with us on this tonight. Um the way we got started was almost a year ago. I decided to uh, sign up for Disney Plus, and when I'm working a weekend, I work a 12-hour shift. I come home. She's sitting here watching Paranormal Show. She goes, "You know what? We could totally do that." <laughs> so yeah, that's how we got started. <laughs> so um, I'm. As Ronnie said, I'm Sailor Rickard. I'm his wife. And um, Ronnie always knows when he's in trouble when he comes home and I say, hey, I have an idea. Well, that's what I said. I was watching Discovery Plus all day. And, yes, that's what I said. I said, we can totally do this. Um, then I we started talking to Ronnie's son, Robbie, and he decided he wanted to join us. He has a real interest in it as well. So, uh, I'm not a shy person. If you've met me for five minutes, you would know that. Um, And uh, so I decided I was going to start looking online and Facebook and try to find another group to kind of hook up and figure out exactly what this whole paranormal thing was. So bless John Sullivan's heart. (laughs) If you don't know John Sullivan, um, he is with Fredericksburg Paranormal. And um, he took my phone call. He gave me his cell phone number. I called him. We spent like an hour on the phone talking all things paranormal. Um, I call him the godfather now of paranormal, you know, because he kind of got us into this. Um, He invited us down, and we spent um, a night at Bell Grove in Fort Royal, Virginia with him. And the rest is kind of history. I mean, we've met so many people and got to work with so many teams. But that was our first investigation with Bell Grove in Fort Royal. So it was fun. Did you guys have interest in it, like, when you were younger? Did you guys watch any of the the shows or – was it like any experiences with the paranormal that you that you can talk about? Nothing really experienced paranormal. I mean, my grandfather, my great grandfather, and the house they used to live in uh, when they were still alive. It was a big long house. Center of the house, uh, they used to lay up with the dead at night when they used to do that. Uh, they were. I wouldn't say morticians because they didn't do the embalming and anything then. 
but my grandfather and great-grandfather had a uh, two black horses, a horse-drawn hearse, and they were responsible for burying people back then. This was before the funeral home took over in Strasburg, started doing embalming, stuff like that. They both decided to get out of it because they weren't going to go that far with it. That's the closest I've been other than being 40-some years in the rescue squad. Uh, yeah, that's the closest I've been to it. I think for me, I remember back in the 80s, all those slasher movies, you know, Freddy Krueger and Jason. And so I was kind of thought it was scary. And then now looking back on it, I I have this tendency when I can't sleep to walk in our town. Our town is a very safe place to be, um, but I've mm-hmm. walked it middle of the night. <laughs> um, and so I, looking back, like I, rem- I, I guess my I guess my memory uh, is I was we have a lot of soldiers seen in town, some Civil War soldiers. And I remember seeing this gentleman walking down the street, and I was, like, looking at him, and I'm thinking to myself, why is that guy carrying a stick on his shoulder? Like, it was really weird. And so the closer I got, he just kind of disappeared. And, um, yeah, now looking back on it, it was a Civil War soldier. I'm pretty convinced it was. I've had a lot of other experiences, but most of my experiences have been as an adult, um, just kind of a newfound thing that I found, um, I have, you know, it was just really cool. And we love the history of all the locations we go to. So I think that's kind of what caught us on to it as much, too. Yeah, I love I love hearing the stories of the locations, like hearing the history and learning about the people that, um, mm-hmm. that were part of the location uh, that make up the that make up the haunted history of it. So that's that's really one of my favorite parts of the invest, of this, investigating as well is hearing the stories of the people there or that were there. Us too. Us too. Yeah, we love we love hearing about the history. Um, sometimes, you know, before we go, we, we kind of read up on it. Uh, we have a we have all kinds of books about Civil War. Um, our town, Middletown, Virginia, which is about 12 miles um, south of Winchester, is full of history. We had the Battle of the Cedar Creek here. Uh, and we have, you know, some very historic places like St. Thomas Chapel that was a hospital during the Civil War. So it's really cool. And that's pretty much behind our house also. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I can, we can see the roof from here. Not far at all. So where exactly is Middletown? Um, do you know where Winchester is? Yeah. We're 10 miles south of winchester okay i got you so you're right in the like yeah. middle of uh a, like a historical area out there we are yeah we are well i guess anywhere yeah. in virginia would be a historical area if you really think about but i mean <laughs> it sounds like you've got history in your backyard that's that's pretty awesome and to go back to what you're talking yeah, about there uh, pretty much like, in our backyard too. Being able to walk down the street and see something like that—it's really weird. How sometimes you can just see things without even trying to. You're just going, you're just going on a walk, and you look up, and boom, there's something. And you, and you didn't realize what it was until you you, you thought about it. Well, wait a second. Well, I know yeah, what that because was. I think human. Yeah, yeah he, human nature is to try to explain it away, and yeah. you know. I, it's 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 we meet people all the time and for me you know people look at me if I tell them what we do in our free time they'll kind of give me a weird look and I'll say 
you know, seven out of, and I think somebody along my paranormal journey has said this to me, you know, seven out of 10 times we can explain what happened. We can explain it away. We can explain the noise. We can explain what we see, but we live for those three times when we can't explain it. We really do. I wonder how many times we've seen ghosts and not even realized it. Oh, I, I probably look, can't even like, count it. Yeah, because they look like, you know, they're not floating. They're not a, like a sheet with two black holes in it or whatever. They're not carrying chains. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, they don't come behind me and say boo either. It's just it's, yeah. it's a lot of residual, a lot of residual haunting here in Middletown. I mean, you know, Ronnie mentioned that the chapel is our, in our backyard. Like a block up from our house is a very old log cabin that when the town was formed, there was a midwife who delivered all the babies in that cabin. And so, you know, that has a rich history too. That, that cabin dates back to the 1860s as well. So um, it's everywhere. It's everywhere around us. And we have people who will buy houses and say they'll put in like fences. And they'll mm-hmm. find all kinds of relics. They'll dig up belt buckles. They'll dig up, I mean, bullets. Bags and bags of them are still in people's yards all over our town. The cool thing about so. finding those, those relics in the, in, the, in the dirt, you know, is the fact that the last time mm-hmm. those things were touched was 200 years ago in the Civil War. It's yeah. like the yeah. energy is still attached to the, uh, to the trinkets you guys find back there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's amazing. Um, people are so, um, in this area, people are so willing to want to preserve that. And we're so, we're mm-hmm. so blessed to just um, have that kind of mentality in our town. So it's kind of exciting. So It is. Yeah. You were, talk, you were talking about the cabin where the, where the person was, 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 I guess you said a midwife was like yeah. helping people helping birth, to give birth. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of energy when someone dies. I wonder what kind. Of, I wonder about the energy that when a lot of people are born in the same place. What kind of energy that gives off? Is there still residual energy from that in that house? The beginning of I'm life. I'm sure there is. Life. You know. Yeah, I'm sure there is, and you know, infant mortality rate probably wasn't pretty high, so. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just interesting to think about all that stuff like you know what and where energy goes what what gives off energy why energy site why some energy sticks around and some doesn't we can go we yeah. go down in the and I would love hole. to check that cabin out but they've turned it into an upscale clothing store now so <laughs> uh, that's not going to happen why why ruin a perfectly good paranormal location of put it putting some place you can make money at. Oh, <sighs> Ryan, Ryan, we could go so much into detail on that. <laughs> you know what? I am, I am right there with you. I am dealing with the same shit on my end with the cabin on 360. So, you know, yeah. Oh, it, uh, you know, Robbie and I were, Robbie and I were so lucky to come to that event that you had, and um, Dennis giving us the history 
and some of the things that happened while we were there was totally awesome. We had a great time, and we're looking forward to coming back. I'm just going to do a little plug. Um, Dennis and Ryan are doing a fundraiser on May 14th for a really good friend of all the paranormal community, Glenn Morgan, who lost his life recently. And so please, if you haven't signed up to come, please come. The cabin is a really cool place to be. Yeah, we were excited about having Yeah, I didn't make the last and I didn't make the last trip. I'll be there this time. <laughs> we'll look forward to meeting you. I'm super excited about having everybody out. It's a great cause, and uh, I never met Glenn, but he sounds like a, a great, a great person. So, um, yeah, if you're in the area and you knew Glenn, you know we'd love to have you out there. And uh, if you can't make it that weekend, I'm gonna do a little plug myself. We have another event <laughs> the following weekend. The cabin. My friend Holly's coming out. We're gonna be doing a. Uh, the seance in the cat in the log cabin. Then we're going to go over to the brick house and do another seance at midnight. Plus, we'll be doing paranormal investigations there as well. So, we've got awesome. some some pretty cool events coming up at the cabin. Um, yeah, yeah. We never got to meet Glenn either, but Ronnie is our tech guy. He always puts us on Facebook Live if we're doing an investigation. And Glenn used to, like, make comments, and I just loved it so much because sometimes he would see stuff in the room that we didn't see, and it would just really kind of bring some stuff out for us. So it was kind of cool. Yeah, when we first got started, Glenn was one of the first people to follow our page, and every live stream we did, no matter where we was at, he was right on the live stream. And I think I said something to Tyler Darnell and John Sullivan one day. I said, I almost believe Glenn was using more than one device because he would watch, he would comment on other people's <laughs> live streams at the same time he was watching ours. So I think he was, he was doing what he enjoyed. And he enjoyed the paranormal and he supported all the teams. And that's what all the paranormal teams are about. You know, unity, following each other, supporting each other. And, Maybe he wasn't part of a team, but he felt like he was when he was watching our live streams. That's awesome. And that's why we do the live stream, to to help people feel connected to the investigations and like help, help them to be a part of the investigations if they can't be there to, to join in. And, you know, maybe if they see something we don't, that's great. Let us know. We can, we can go check it out. And they can be, like I said, they can vicariously investigate through us. Definitely. Definitely. And it, it's really cool. That yeah, that's that part of it. Yeah, it was really cool that he was able to, you know, go check out all these different, uh, you know, live streams and be a part of them and, you know, hopefully he was able to go on some investigations, uh, you know, himself uh, with other teams. If he, he'll be hopefully got a chance to. Um, oh yeah, check and it out. Covert Paranormal, Covert Paranormal, and um, SPRI from Fredericksburg. They they went on investigations with him, and I'm think RVA did as well. Um, okay. Lynn and John Harris sure. from RVA. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. But, so yeah, uh, May fourteenth, uh, we'll be having our investigation to help, you know, raise money for his family and, uh, you know, enjoy the memories of a great of a great person. Um, Absolutely. So, where was your first investigation? <laughs> Very first one was Bilger Plantation with John Sullivan. 
what kind of what it was. Uh, so when you first went there, what were you expecting, like as far as the paranormal investigations? What were they exceed expectations, or like uh, what was your first investigation oh. like? Oh, that's what I should have asked. After watching Ghost Adventures, I was waiting for John to run into a wall like Zach Baggins. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> Thank you, John, for not doing that. <laughs> Calling now, out demons. I, and... I'm not really sure what to, what I was you know what to expect. I just I was interested in seeing how the equipment was going to react because uh, seeing it on TV and seeing it live things um it was just when he captured the evps on the dr60 that he has it was just it was just amazing and we were more hooked in and i don't know we just there was no way we were going to back away from it then we started buying our own equipment <laughs> and it's really fun to um think about you know back then because i'm pretty sure that was my birthday present that, that year yeah <laughs> And um, every year since, I've, you know, and then this year I'm getting another ghost hunt on my birthday. So it's kind of fun. Um, we learned, like I said, we learned about um, just being patient from John. We learned about, you know, trying to trying other things if something's not working. And working with other teams, too, that also helps us diversify how we do things and how we approach events as well. So. So what are, what other places have you investigated? Um, you know we've been to the cabin. Um, yes. We've been to um, Belgrove. Like I said, we've been to the Miller Kite Museum, which is in Elkton. Um, we we went to the Hoover House, which is in um, Pennsylvania, Waynesboro, Pennsylvania. We've been to Trevette Clinic. Um, the Hoover House is a, a Haunted Nights crew event. And then Trevette Clinic was uh, our team plus Supernatural Lost Adventures, STRI, and Covert. Mm. And then no, Tyler wasn't on that. Oh, that's right. Tyler's bedtime. He Tyler couldn't come was, that Tyler time. was taking pictures <laughs> that weekend. That's right. Tyler couldn't come. So it was just our Supernatural and STRI with us. Um, we've been to St. Albans in Radford. And uh, my birthday present this year, Every Girl's Dream, is I'm going to another Haunted Nights event at St. Albans. Uh, we've been to the Exchange Hotel twice in Gordonsville. Um, and then most recently, oh, we went to Henricus. Mm -hmm. And then most recently, Robbie and Ronnie, I didn't go on this one. They went to Benton Hall, which was in North Carolina. Boys trip. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So we've got some really great places we've been to. So what was the most, like, what, lo what location made you the most nervous as far as, like, you know, paranormal-wise? So bef you mean before we started the investigation? Yeah. Well, yeah. When you got, when you, throughout the whole, throughout the whole night, it was like, we just felt kind of off or, or just which, 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 uh, I guess, location gave you the most heebie-jeebies? I'll let Ronnie go first. <laughs> for me, for me, it'd be St. Albans. I mean, um. We did that one on April the second. That was one of our most recent ones. Nothing at any of the locations. Nothing really bothered me until we were down in the hydrotherapy room that night. Uh, the lady who gave us the tour earlier said that the room really likes women. It doesn't like men a whole lot. So 
acts naturally, me and Robbie, we didn't pay any attention to what she said. <laughs> so we walked in there. I was setting the phone up on my mount to get ready to live stream. Shayla was in the tub, get ready to do Estes method. We'd ask a few questions. Uh, she said, get out twice. And we're like, well, we're not leaving yet. And Robbie's backpack was sitting on a chair. Next thing I know, Robbie's backpack's laying in the middle of the floor. And we're both about five feet away from it. Uh, plus, it broke a piece of equipment that was in the backpack. So, yeah, that's, I went in and I tapped her to get her out of the Estes method. And I'm like, yeah, we're done. We're going out. We're leaving this room. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the only room that's really bothered me as far as any place we've ever been. Um, to be honest, I don't think that I've ever, to be honest, I don't think I've ever been scared yet. And I guess that's mainly because um, I just, I feel, I, I get grounded. I remember ex, uh, some of our other friends that come with us and they give us, a, they've given me a lot of advice. Um, Kim Sage, she works with paranormal, uh, she's from um, Sacred Sage. She works with Fredericksburg, and I've talked to her a lot about grounding and getting myself right in my headspace, and I think that's really worked. Um, and then, to be honest, Dennis, when we were at Henricus, he talked to us a lot about grounding and things like that. So that's kind of really helped me not necessarily be scared. And so um, I feel very comfortable. I think the only thing that bothered me at St. Albans was the fact that I thought I was going to be locked in and I couldn't get out. And the fact of being locked in a sanitarium just kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies a little bit, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can understand how that what, um, how might that, that might uh, affect you, you know. I think it would affect anyone, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. But most every place we've been, I mean, it's been a lot of fun doing the investigations. It's been a lot of fun learning about the history of the places, of the area. Um, even in North Carolina, Benton Hall, that was a really good location. We had uh, some really good experiences there, except for maybe one. Uh, we're not much on babysitters, but it, it was what it was, and we did what we had to do, and we made it through the night, but... Yeah, we had some pretty good interactions with uh, a lot of things that, have, you know, going on in there. Yes, Don, I thought I was going to be locked in, okay? You have met me. Sometimes I'm a little crazy. They might have kept me. <laughs> like they chained the door shut or whatever, like uh, Ghost Adventures. You're not getting out. Yeah. Until you're right? I mean, like, if you spend a little bit of time with me, I'm not shy. I kind of am a little out there, and, you know, that could be interpreted as a little bit crazy. <laughs> Reminds me of a tweet on Twitter today Zach Baggins put up. He said, out of all the episodes on Ghost Adventures, what have you learned the most? So I commented and sent a tweet back, and I said, not to run into walls wearing our lights and cameras while screaming. <laughs> I mean, that that is that is something, you know. <laughs> Sound advice uh, going in the wall. That's uh, <laughs> a little lie. Oh. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the episode of the Goldfield Hotel, he did that. He had our lights, the camera on. Something went thump, and he's like, ah, running into the wall and breaking his camera. I'm like, what an idiot. You know, you know <laughs> I, can't, I can't say much about that because I would probably do something like that. You know, I, you know, I am clumsy. I, I don't feel like, especially if, like, 
I'm spooked or something. Yeah, I can see it myself. Yeah. Uh, well, running into a wall or tripping up. I can understand you doing it at the cabin. You know? If you did it at the cabin, I could understand that. But he he knows he's on TV and the world's going to see it. So that's to me, that's all an act. <laughs> and I tell you what, we're not about the we're not about the act. We were. Uh, I was downstairs in the basement of the Brick Rancher with uh, Howie O'Dell uh, Sunday. Uh-huh. We, we had we uh-huh. had that Do Bitches event uh, there Saturday yeah. night, Sunday morning. Yeah. So I'm like, let's go over there and check the energy out, see see what's going how how it feels. So I go over there and it smells like I don't know. They must have sprayed something in the in the house because it smelled like incense and not smell like that usual like musty smell that's in there. So I'm guessing they cleansed themselves or did something in there. It's so good, uh-huh. don't get me wrong. But we went downstairs to the basement and I started doing necrophonic session. And like the first thing right. that you hear was the word leave. I'm like, well that's weird. It's like why why should we leave? Go. Like, okay. And then all of a sudden I heard this big thwap against the, the glass of the uh, basement mm-hmm. door at the outside going out to the outside and there's a cardinal running itself into the glass. It must have been like four or five <gasps> times, like full on oh my like, God. backing its head against the glass. And uh, I was like, I think we should go. I'm like, yeah, probably. So we ended up walking the stairs and oh leaving. Oh, my but, God. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I thought that the, video. The cardinal I... lift. It flew away eventually, but I thought it was going to kill itself trying to get in, trying to get into the uh, basement. Oh, my God. You know, like I showed you that video that I caught in Melissa's closet, and um, yeah, when I was at the cabin, and then um, so I was downstairs in the basement at the cabin, and when I was coming back up, I believe the gentleman's name was Gene from Crops that was leading our group. Yes, Gene Wells. Um, yep. He um, bless his heart, he came he came near me and he said, "Are you?" He's like, "Are?" He was getting ready to ask me if I was okay, and um, mm-hmm. he goes, "Oh my God!" And I said, "What?" He goes. It is freezing all around you, but if I take two steps the other way, it's fine. I don't know why it's so cold around you. And so I looked at him, and I said, whatever's on me, I ain't taking it home. So I turned around, and I said, I don't know who's on me, but you need to stay here. And we got upstairs, and Gene came near me. He goes, your temperature is dropped back to normal. And I said, well, good, because I just told it to stay there. So it must have stayed there and met with you and the little cardinal bird. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm Lisa, Lisa knows how to take directions, I suppose. But I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out what, what that was that you captured on, on your phone uh, I know. that night when you came out to the cabin. I, you know. So I could leave off myself. Because of that video, I bought her a body cam the following week. So now she has a body cam. So she's not standing there shivering, <laughs> holding the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll bring, well, that, I'll bring that, my body cam. Good. That's awesome. But, yeah, I really, yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that shit out. Yeah, and and you you heard about the pennies, right? I mean, like, you were in there when that happened, right? Uh, Yes, yes. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was super cool. And, you know, Dennis, bless his heart, he was downstairs, and we were all like, Dennis, what are you doing? And he's like, I didn't do shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty cool. So 
Yeah, that's not the first time that's happened though. We had a team come. Uh, the team come out there. They're upstairs, and they heard. They said they heard what sounded like pennies like being thrown up on the floor, in the mm-hmm. in the uh, main room where the fireplace is. They came down there. They were oh, wow. all over the floor, and they were the only ones in the house. Yeah, John Harris from RVA. Oh, yeah. He he met, he was there that night, and he said something about that happening when he was there too. I wish they'd make it rain oh. like hundred dollars bills. You know, that'd be nice. Yeah, that would be nice for you guys. Oh You know, pennies are great. You know, and I appreciate that, but maybe let's let's uh let's try to up the currency a little bit. You wanna keep How about this place. Hundred bills. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely. Oh, so, what is man. your your uh, like your favorite piece of uh, equipment to use when you're on investigations? What what when you if you had to go on investigation and take nothing else, but that one piece of equipment, what would it be? Dousing rods with glow sticks. <laughs> And I would take Ready? my body cam. Those are good so choices. We used to get I, pretty... I... Mm. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we usually get pretty good responses from the dousing rods. When we were at the Exchange Hotel, we had some pretty good sessions with the dousing rods. And we also had mm-hmm. really good sessions at Trevette. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I've never used dousing rods. Really? Always, yeah, just you know, I just never. I've I've been with people who have used them, and I've I've never, I've never uh, been like let me let me check them out. I just I don't know, just haven't felt the urge. I'm always afraid that my hand I can't keep my hand steady. So I'm always scared that it's it's more my hands moving than the actual rods moving themselves. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a fan of um, I'm not a fan of them, but I know when I was a kid, and uh, mm-hmm. you, you know everybody's playing with the Ouija board, and everybody's like, "Are you pushing it?" So yeah. you know we yeah. we that that I can totally get that, but I mean it it really is a skill, and Ronnie started with them, and he's kind of you know he kind of passes it over to me sometimes, and I think to myself, I am not moving these. I know I'm, I'm like literally, and if I get tired and I start to move them, then I'll I'll put them down just for that reason because I don't want people to think, you know, that I'm not I'm not genuine when I'm doing something. So yeah, I mean, and you've really got to trust the people you're with. You're doing if you're doing a Ouija board session to yeah. the moving the uh, moving the planchette around. Which I guess if you're, oh, yeah. if, if you're on a team with somebody, then you you got to trust them. So I guess that's kind of inherent that you're going to trust the person to uh, to you know, do the Ouija board right. Not that I'm doing Ouija boards. Uh, right, right. But you know, yeah, that's what it is about the paranormal. It's all about trust. You got to be able to trust the people, you know, you're with, or you know, trust the people that are given or that are showing evidence and stuff. Uh, speaking of which, what what would you say would be your best piece of evidence that you've uh, that you've captured? Hmm, that's tough because we've we've you know again we're, when we're with other teams it's kind of like we see it so I 
what would you say, Ronnie, was our best piece of evidence? Mm. It's really hard to say. I mean, <laughs> when we're with other teams, and if we're with John, John usually catches a lot of EDPs on his recorder. We haven't had very much luck with recorders yet. Uh, just got another one that we definitely want to try to see what happens with it, and we'll use it next weekend. Um, the thing that she got on her phone at the cabin, that's probably the weirdest thing we've caught yeah. or that she's caught. Yeah, and we've also we also did a private investigation one time in a basement, and we got a pretty nasty looking shadow um, in the in the um, in in a bathroom area that somebody had apparently passed away in, um, and that was pretty interesting too um, because I was convinced it was you know Ronnie was walking behind me was creating the shadow. But you can obviously see, and Ryan, I'll show it to you when we get down there because mm-hmm. I still have it on my phone. You can you can obviously see like the shadow comes in and then it realizes I'm standing there and then it pulls itself <clears> back. <throat> like it's almost like oh somebody saw me. So um, that's most. That's the two coolest ones I think we have. Well, the strangest thing that's really happened to me was probably we went to Benton Hall the other weekend. Tyler's up on stage doing an Estes method. Um, Dan Porter from Supernatural Lost Adventures is asking questions. Uh, Robbie's asking some questions. Tyler's cussing Robbie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just – and Tyler doesn't know he's doing it. I mean, it's a really good session. Then suddenly I know where John hears something behind him. I hear something behind me because I'm sitting kind of uh, parallel to John, and something pokes me in my shoulder, and I'm hitting my – tripod my phone's mounted on and just and I'm worried about dropping my phone when it's breaking but that's probably the weirdest thing that's happened to me just getting tapped on the shoulder like that I'm not one of these people that you can sneak up behind and touch I'm the wrong one to do that to but that just caught me off guard <laughs> yeah that's like when you leave when you when something like happens like that when you least expect it you know it, it's hard not to be kind of jumpy when something like that happens because you, you, you're, you know, you're on, you're on investigation. So your nerves are kind of on edge because you want to be, you'd be aware of everything. And all of a sudden somebody comes behind you and taps you when there's nobody, not supposed to be anybody behind you. I can see how that would uh, freak you out a little bit. I was um, a while ago, I was in the cabin by myself and uh, we had, I had the, the laser lights going. So it was like all the uh-huh. But uh, we'd, I'd used a fog machine in, in there earlier, and the fog was still kind of in there. So there's really no place for the fog to go. I was walking around. I think Dennis and some other someone else was in the was in the cabin, and I'm mm-hmm. and all of a sudden walk around with my recorder. All of a sudden, I hear this voice saying, "Hello," behind me. Oh wow! Let me tell you what. I didn't run up the steps because I don't want to kill myself. But yeah, I, I was living pretty damn fast. Yeah. I don't mean to I, laugh. I, I think it's more like I can't pull Zach Vegas the wall, or like. <laughs> so again, I really can't say much about him falling down or hitting the wall because yeah, I'm watching yeah, him do the same that's thing. That's insane. That's insane. That's funny. Well, like I said, the difference there is Zach's doing it for TV. You weren't doing it for TV, so <laughs> I believe you more than to do him. <laughs> hmm. That's true. 
Oh, well. So when you guys go on an investigation, what what do you guys do to prepare yourself? Like on the day of the investigation, do you, do you guys listen to music? Do you guys like, I don't know, just how do you get yourself into the zone to investigate? Oh, the last one I was on, the uh, ritual we had that night was chocolate milk shooters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's great for a boys' trip. Um, so I have, I have been having dreams probably a week to 48 hours before we go to investigation. It gives me a tad bit of a clue um, as to what might we might encounter. So that's kind of – I usually end up taking a nap before because I'm all about naps, Brian. It's mm-hmm. very important to take a nap. Um, I think we missed that lesson from kindergarten, but we should all take naps. So I usually end up taking a nap, and I also um, i am very much into crystals and grounding, so I try to pick a crystal that I think will help me with um, communication with the spirits that we're going to, the place we're going to, and just try to make sure that I'm, you know, grounded, that I'm right with God, and that, you know, I've got armor on to protect myself from anything evil. And generally speaking, that usually works. Do you guys, um, do you guys have, like, a paranormal bucket list of, like, of locations that you'd like, that you'd like to visit? Like, I guess you have a bunch of them, but narrow it down to, like, the, your top three uh, locations that you'd want to you want to visit if, if money wasn't an object type of type of deal oh <laughs> i think um well we're actually going to some of them this summer which i'm kind of excited about we're going to um in september we're going to crescent sanitarium and um in august we're going to ohio state so those are kind of on the bucket list and i'm kind of excited we're going there and we're going with some of our friends from other teams because they're huge sites we're probably not even going to see each other on the night we're there um if i could like say one that i'd really really love to go to it's the bell grove here in middletown virginia um they don't allow people to do paranormal investigations in that bell grove we have a bell grove here in middletown um, and it's the, what I guess you'd call it, the sister to the original one in Port Royal. Yeah, um, President Madison's sister is the one that had this built. And in the attic of the, that house is signatures that they have a book of. They date all the way back to a Civil War soldier who was up in the attic during the, um, the fighting, and there is cannon shots you know, damage up there around his signature. They've traced him back. He went back to Louisiana, lived a full life, and became a farmer. But um, those are just, I mean, I just would really love to, it's, it's right in, like, like it's the other end of our town. I would just love to see what's in there. But, unfortunately, they don't allow investigations in there. So. And no Dale Rittenauer, not Jonestown. Robbie just brought up a good one, Bobby Mackey. That would be a good, that'd be a really good place I'd like to go. Wow, yeah, Bobby Mackey is, is would be a great location. That 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 bell grove, man, that's gotta be that's gotta be like such a tease, you know, knowing that that that, uh, that location is right down the street from you, and you're not you're not able to get in there. Yes, it is, and it's it's really um, it's a beautiful. They they've really maintained it really well, and I I've been there for tours and things like that, um, you know. 
I just would love to go there and just see what's in there. I, you know, I had a chance to talk to some of the volunteers there, and apparently a paranormal team went in there, and it wasn't a good experience. They pretty much ruined it for everybody else. So, and uh, it just it kind of makes me sad. Yeah, we held an event last year, offered them the money from the event, and they turned it down. Wow, it was that bad. Wow. That's how against it was fifteen hundred dollars. We and and again, that was an, a fundraiser that um, Fredericksburg with Sindra and John they helped us do that, and then Lynn and John Harris from RVA helped us, and I mean just unbelievable um, response. We sold out in a matter of days, and we donated the funds to St. Thomas Chapel, which is the church that's right behind our house that was used as a Civil War hospital. They're in desperate need of a roof, um, and so we get, we donated that fifteen hundred dollars to them for their roof fund to maintain the historic building. So, well, that's the that's, Bill Grove and awesome. the Bill Grove we have here. Uh, yeah, we parked alongside the road one night and was just <laughs> listening, just to hear if we could hear anything out in the field. It was where they had the reenactment and everything every year in October. And um, there's a gravel plant on the other side of it. Train goes through a lot all the time. There was no train that night. There was no traffic on the highway. It was about 1 o'clock in the morning, and we both heard pinging. And I told her, I said, it's either the sound of tent pegs being pounded into the ground or a blacksmith. Yeah. So that's, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. Wow, if I and we didn't trespass. Well, that yeah, just over there, just listening. You're just sitting there listening to uh, seeing what you can find out. You know. Yeah, it was on the it was on a public road. We yeah. didn't trespass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so, wrong with I mean, that. It was just it was really cool. I mean, like I was like, what is that noise? And you know, we tried to do like some whistling just to see if something would happen back, and we didn't get anything from that. But that pinging was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, At least they gave you something. And, you know, everybody, everybody loves to go to Gettysburg. I'd love to go to Gettysburg and just hang out for a little while. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you're a paranormal investigator, so. it's got to be near the top of your list of places to investigate for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, uh, you know, we have all kinds of adventures, and um, it's been a it's been a ride, and we don't want it to end. We love hanging out with our what we call our paranormal family because everybody we meet is just so nice to us. They've been, they've helped us along the way and I'm, I'm having a blast, including you and Dennis at the cabin. It's been a blast and we're looking forward to more adventures. That's the thing about once you, once you get caught or bit by the paranormal bug, it's, it's, you don't want it to stop. You just want to keep going to new places and experiencing new New uh, locations and getting getting new evidence. It's, it's yeah. almost like a drug. Got to keep on, you know. You want to keep on getting even the smallest thing, like a breath or a sigh oh. or like a, you know, something that's like kind of minuscule. But it's like, oh my god, everything you, you get when you hear it for the first time, it's like, oh my god, you hear this? Listen to this. There's someone saying hello yeah. right here. Here, here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something so simple or something, you know, like, what was that? The knock noise. And then you try to debunk it and you can't. And you're like, 
oh my god, what was it? What was it? So, <laughs> I mean, we're recording voices yeah. from the dead. I mean, that's that's that is, it, it still blows my mind to think about it. You know, I'm, yeah. I've gotten used to it, obviously, but it's it's still it's like voices that weren't there. You're recording, you're hearing them. It's it's just I don't know. It's it's hard to put into words, but it's just a great feeling. My biggest thing is I I just really like to say a big thank you to Fredericksburg Paranormal Research Investigations, Covert, RVA, Supernatural Lost Adventures, the Haunted Nights crew, Twisted Realm, uh, GI Paranormal, and Crops. The teams that we have participated with, they have taken us in. They have shown us nothing but kindness. They have helped us as much as they as they possibly could. We're still learning. Uh, we're going to continue to learn, continue to do better than what we've done. Uh, yeah, it's just been a great ride. We enjoy going to the places that we've been. We look forward to going back to them again. New places, look forward to that. Uh, say another new place, big place in September, Crescent Sanatorium. Uh, Dan Porter asked us to go to that one. Sure, we'll go to that one. We'll go to any of them they want us to go to. We don't have a problem with that. My thing is if my work schedule gets back to normal and I have to work weekends, it makes it hard for me to go, but everybody else can go. (laughs) And it's like I said, it's just one big family. I mean, Ryan, like, look at you. Like, you reached out to us, and, you know, after I bought that ticket, we we just love it. We just love it. So, you know, it's it's great meeting all the people. Yeah, yeah. So. And the one thing that we enjoyed, uh, everybody got, we talked about going to Ohio State and how we were going to get everybody paid you know, um, to do that. I think we had, I think it was Tyler we had to pay. Yeah. And just out of nowhere, I, I had the idea, well, why doesn't everybody meet up at the end of January, just meet up at Bell Grove, we'll stay there, we'll do a, have something to eat, have a nightly investigation, everybody investigate, and Pretty much all the teams showed up. Uh, John and Lynn couldn't make it. We wish they were there. Uh, Lyle and Brandon was there. Uh, pretty much everybody was there, and we had a blast. We had absolute blast. Couldn't ask for a better weekend. You're exactly right, Brandon Johnson. What is it, Ryan? What did What did Dennis say at the um, the cabin? He said, "What is the one thing that everybody in every language knows, and it's laughter." Do you remember yeah. that? Yep. And like that's that's the God's honest truth. Like we all are just one big happy family and I think that's I think that's another reason why when we go into investigations because we trust everybody, I think that makes the the vibe really well and I think that's why we get communication like we do. Yeah. I mean if if you're if you're at ease with each other, then the spirits are gonna be at ease with you and they if they know that, you know, you guys have that warm family like atmosphere, they'll be more apt to open up to you. Yeah, just like definitely. Real, give up a warm feeling, a warm welcoming feeling. You know, mm-hmm. the, the people are getting more apt to come up and say, "Hey, what's going on? How are you?" Instead of like, you know, you know, being standoffish. And we'll take criticism also if we do something <laughs> wrong on an investigation. Tell us. Well, I mean, we'll fix it for the next time. We have no problem with that whatsoever. Like I say, we're. We're still learning. We're, we'll continue to learn. We're having a ball doing this. 
we definitely yeah, I think are. Once, we're once, having a blast. We really, we, I guess we never really stopped learning uh, with that uh, as far as paranormal. So like, I think, like, like I said, all of us are, are still are still learning. I, just, I Shoot, I don't know. <laughs> I'm always learning. Trust me. I'm definitely uh, <laughs> When you stop learning, you're not growing, right? Exactly. Yeah. We are yeah. we are about so. out of time. Um, so I'm asking you guys one more question. Uh, okay. If you were to give someone advice as to like if they're starting out a paranormal team, what what piece of advice would you give? Two pieces of advice, if I could take my liberty. Number one, let me introduce you to John Sullivan because he's a super cool dude and the godfather of paranormal in my opinion (laughs) and number two never believe what somebody tells you like check it out for yourself Ronnie kind of goes with uh, the motto we use I think it's something she got from uh, Jason Halls when she met him in Gettysburg the other year when we first got started Uh, and it's going to be on a t-shirt we'll have at Stage Paracon at Belgrave Plantation. They're giving away free vendor stall tickets, so make sure you show up for that. We have T-shirts on the front of our T-shirt. It says, uh, without proof, it's just a really good ghost story. I made that up. Yeah, that was Shayla's invention. (laughs) I like that, though. Yeah. I like like that. Thank you. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Really good. That's a really good, uh, really, really good quote. I like that. Well, guys, <laughs> I do appreciate you on the show and, and chatting with us about uh, about all your adventures and stuff. I'm super excited about seeing you guys on the 14th. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. looking forward to hearing about uh, some of your investigations you guys got coming up. Sounds like you guys have a lot of fun. Yeah, we do, and we are so appreciative, Ryan. We are so honored you guys asked us to do this. Thank you so much. No problem, guys. You guys have a great night. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Cabin on 360. All right, we'll see you then. All right, guys, have a good night. Bye. Bye. So that was awesome having um, Middletown Paranormal Investigators coming on the show. Tonight it was great having everybody in chat. Wow, it's been a while since we've had this many people in chat. Thank you everyone for com- who ever commented. Uh, next week we have uh, Whitney Zahar coming back on the show. Uh, just shoot, we're gonna be shooting the paranormal shit. We're gonna be talking paranormal. I don't know what we're gonna be talking about, but it's gonna be fun. So tune in next week. Same freaking awesome time. Same freaking awesome channel, and we will talk to you soon. Bye guys. Good night. Happy Paranormal Day. National Paranormal Day. Good night.